0: Troy Coverdale, Dave G, Owen Burke with you on the game on K-Man. Mitch Fortner out today, tomorrow, Thursday as well. He'll be back with us Friday ahead of Manhattan High Junction City basketball that night. We put the 2023 college football season behind us with the Pop-Tarts Bowl now in the rearview mirror down to two national championship games that are on the docket still. The FCS level is South Dakota State against Montana.
1: South Dakota State, you say? Hmm, haven't seen that one before.
0: Listen, I've seen both of those before, all right? Let's <laughs> be perfectly honest here. They're always in it.
1: South Every, Dakota State? Yeah.
0: Well, North Dakota State oh, had been. Yeah, it's North Dakota State. My Right. Bad. It, th- this is the point now where, South, hey, don't worry about where it. South Dakota State finally got over on North Dakota State. We're not live. It's fun.
1: Okay. We'll
2: edit it out. No, then. it doesn't matter because <laughs> it don't matter. You know, it's FCS. North Dakota South Dakota. Tomato, tomato. Potato, potato. True, okay.
1: true story. <sighs> I'm sure every in-state rivalry would feel the same way.
2: Montana, Montana
0: State. Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't be offended. If I, I shared, were. by the way, the story thanks to a friend of mine. Montana State took money out of their band account to help pay for Montana's band to go to the national championship in Frisco.
2: Oh, Because there nice. are some
0: issues right now with Montana's athletic department and the band not seeing eye-to-eye. Oh.
2: Like, no, you can't go to the national
0: championship game? I have not paid enough attention, but I do believe that that is part of the... Uh, yeah. um, there There was one game I know where, in fact, the band was barred from playing immediately following one touchdown because the pa music was to be played and so some marketing things have gotten in the way and and there's a clash going on there between people I know and yeah wow yeah
2: everybody knows the way you get the fans on your uh, on your side is to uh go after the band right <laughs> you know you t- take them out of it. Right. Let's just play PA music. No one's paying attention anyway.
1: It's yeah. I mean, wow. bands are so essential to it's. It separates college football. There like, you go. It on. is.
2: Hey man, where's the band? Oh well, we don't have one. We just play the uh, the PA.
1: <laughs> what? Ah! What are we talking about? What are right. we talking we use, about? We use. We use. Marching bands playing schools' theme songs as menu music for NCAA games. Yes, they are Mm -hmm. essential to the college (laughs) football experience. I don't. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, we don't want the band,
0: especially when you're playing something stupid like the rap version of Cotton Eye Joe. (laughs) Oh, come on! What are we doing? I know. I know. (laughs) I. I. I don't. I don't have a clue. As I've got to dig into the story, I just haven't dug into it that far. Uh, primarily because, well, it's Montana, honestly. Um, <laughs> 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 Let's put the attention back where it belongs, though. As we uh, mentioned, that college football championship game coming up, but there's also, yeah, that one that will be played Monday night here on KMan. but we'll talk more about that in a little bit as we do go over some of the news and notes from the uh, bowl season uh, that has uh, culminated – in a Washington-Michigan Big Ten championship. I'm only off by a year? Come on. (laughs) It essentially is a conference game. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, For K-State, the game last Thursday night at the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando, we all knew going in that it effectively was a trial for Connor Riley, the offensive line coach, getting his opportunity as offensive coordinator on an interim basis for that contest, Coach Chris Kleiman, relatively pleased with how it played out. Uh, I was proud of Riles, and I love Connor Riley. Connor Riley and I have been battling together as assistants. Um, when I got hired at, at NDSU, he was the first guy that I asked to stay with me. When I got hired at K-State, he was the first guy I asked to come with me. Um, and uh, so he earned the right tonight to, to do what he did. That now behind us, though. As our boys over at On3, specifically at K-State Online, digging into things, found that there is a discussion for a former Big 12 head coach to potentially join the staff as co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. How does this name sound? Matt Wells. How about it? Mm -hmm. the former Texas Tech head coach who had the bulk of his success as head coach at Utah State for six seasons before getting the tech job. Now, he struggled at tech. Just honestly, he never fit in with tech uh, for whatever reason. Post-Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, That was part of the problem.
2: I mean, geez, got to clean that up. And then by the time you've cleaned that up, Somewhat. They're ready for somebody else. (laughs) What a a horrible position to be in. So
1: this is the rumor currently, right, that this is a possible name that they're bringing in? Uh, More
0: than a rumor at this point. That there is apparently discussions on contract,"
1: said I. You know, not the most reliable source in the world, but I, you know, I'm looking Matt Wells up. I got to be up on my homework. sure. Mm-hmm. His Wikipedia page currently says he holds that title at Kansas State already, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the guys at Wikipedia are jumping well, a gun here. Well, uh, 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 print was like, it. Yeah, I was
2: like, it's already got like, <laughs> Owen. <laughs> get Bernie in here to to to
1: redo this. Yeah. All the accents are already purple. It looks real nice. <laughs> we'll uh,
0: yep, yeah, print it. Boys, so let's look at it from this vantage point. Part of his success at Utah State comes from having one heck of a quarterback who's right now in the NFL. Owen's looking confused.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm trying to
0: sit here racking my brain on you, still, it's, a lot still no, it's not
1: Lamar Jordan Love.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan Love was the product out of Utah State when Wells was there. They averaged Forty-seven and a half points per game, pretty okay in twenty eighteen. Yeah, ten and two, pretty good. Yeah, that gets him the tech job that season, right? Or that—that that, that is it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of where this friendship comes in with he and Chris Kleiman, That uh, they because they came into the conference together in twenty nineteen, and build a friendship from there. Remember, Wells lost his job in twenty one. After losing to K State. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. 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 S- same folks who wanted Cliff Kingsbury out, then wanted Matt Wells out, and you know how that went. So at this point, it's unclear how this would break down in terms of the offensive coordinator duties, but it does shake out as a pretty solid quarterbacks coach coming in to share those duties with the offensive line coach. It's
2: really interesting, the word and the phrasing that Chris Kleiman has used when it comes to Connor Riley from the start of bowl season until the very end, even the final press conference. Mm -hmm. He earned the right to do this. Um, I'm proud of what he did out there. There's no like, yeah, that's our guy for next year too. I I, I think that even Connor Riley would – say bringing in a co-offensive coordinator and somebody that specifically can work with quarterbacks is probably, I need that. If I'm going to be successful, I need to have that as well because I'm sure there are some things that both of them can teach each other, but especially Matt Wells knows about play calling. I mean, he can do it.
0: And, And there lies where my mind went as well. Because if you listen to Connor Riley talking before the game, before the bowl game, talking about the adjustment that he was having to make from being on the sideline to being in the booth and some of the just attempts that he was going through during practices to get himself acclimated to that. You could tell that this is a guy who is an offensive line guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be down on the field, talking with his guys. Game, you know, play in, play out, series in, series out. I think it was pretty obvious. Am I am I wrong?
1: No. Yeah, I mean, offensive line guys are always usually pretty pretty hands on on the sideline, mm-hmm. pretty vocal. You can hear them.
0: Right. Well, yeah. There's that too, which was also the running theme of all of the players as they were commenting on the fact that they weren't having to hear him as much on the sideline. That's pretty funny. (laughs) It is. It it really (laughs) is, yes. But, again, an adjustment that maybe he just out and out did not like in having to be the play caller and be away from the field. Some guys just don't, don't take to it. Some guys just don't find it to be a comfortable thing to be in the booth versus on the sideline, and some guys are much more comfortable in the booth than they are the sideline. Right. In his case, as an offensive line guy, I think it makes sense that he that he wants to be down there talking to that group. And I don't think
2: anybody – correct me if I'm wrong, please. I don't know if, uh, if Chris Kleiman ever directly said, this is a tryout. This is an interview for the offensive coordinator job. If he does well, if I like how he does it, we're going to
0: move forward with it. I don't think that was ever really said. It it was, but that was very early on in the the discussion. And Kleiman kept available – just it left it open. Yeah, the first part was what was said.
1: He never was like, if it goes well and I like it, mm-hmm. he's our guy. He said, this is the trial, We're going to see what happens. He guy. did say that. Okay, I I, did, I was unsure. Um,
2: all in all, I, I think he did, he did. For what he had in front of him, I think that there was a game plan. They stuck to it, which is fantastic. I don't see how Matt Wells entering this situation – hurts, especially with his, with his experience with quarterbacks, it's, it's perfect.
0: One of the notes to keep in mind as well is he just spent now the last two seasons as an analyst on Brent Venable's staff down at Oklahoma. So there's also that at play in terms of just an aspect of getting away from coaching as a head coach, and even as an assistant, but being a part of the staff and getting an overview on another staff mm-hmm. to get a view for how they're doing things, mm-hmm. and which means he was working with Jeff Levy, who is now the head coach at Mississippi State, right? who was the OC at OU. A lot of initials there, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't see that this, is, that this is a bad thing by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. I'm so sure that there is going to be someone out there Who's going to find something to pick at on this? After all, we tend to be that way in the sports world, right? I was like, welcome to the modern-day sports Uh, world. We complain about everything. There there, there will be a criticism somewhere, in short order. But you're talking about a guy with a lot of experience, a lot of great offensive experience, where head coaching didn't pan out for him at the Power 5 level. Does that mean he's a bad coach? No. Not at all. Some guys are great
1: coordinators and just aren't great head coaches. That it, is,
0: happens it happens all the time. Vic Fangio in the NFL. Yep. Mm-hmm. I
1: would also say uh, Josh McDaniels at the NFL level. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I would <laughs> I would uh, go with you there yeah, as well. And there's, and there's some guys that are so
1: entrenched in the positions that they work with or the job that they have that – they never really even have the thought of trying to go up. Like I remember Taylor Bratt's dad yes. at Butler. Yes. He's a defensive line coach for 40 plus years. <laughs> put multiple prospects at the NFL level. Could have been a head coach anytime he wanted to, but simply loved working with the defensive line. He's not going to concern himself with everything else. And he's also one of the best position coaches I've ever seen in football, ever at any level. So
0: one, That is one of the things, though, that you especially find at smaller schools. And I, I say that as someone who has been around long enough that you know there were there have been coaches uh, just at at Northern Colorado as an example that were on that staff through three different coaching changes, and the transitions. Wow, that's impressive, man! <laughs> you know when you go from uh, Joe Glenn, who led them to the Division Two titles back in the late 90, '90s, before then going to Montana as head coach, okay, and then they were on, on staff under, uh, un, under the next head coach and were on staff under a third one directly after. Now, granted, it didn't last long on the third one, but that's another matter altogether. Scott Downing was the third. Yeah, uh, Kay Dalton was the middle of those coaches. Kay was an amazing, by the way, an amazing coordinator offensively, that's a guy who had a head coaching job in the CFL at one point. Wow. And, and I loved picking Kay Dalton's brain. That man was an unbelievable offensive coach. And it just wasn't, he just wasn't cut for being a Division One head coach. Right.
2: It's like we, I mean, we, there's so many examples all over. Steve Spagnuolo. At
0: yes. The Chiefs was yeah. Was not a good head coach. Nagy. Hey, yeah. Ow, ow. So the uh, uh, well, the jury's yeah, still uh, out. I was going to say, uh, coordinator, uh, well. The, um, the not great head coach part fits. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the not great head coach part fits, but all you've got to do is look at the Chiefs offense right now and it's shades of the Chicago Bears. I am 100% in agreement
1: with you. I had somebody that got into this argument with me, and they're like, well, he's – I was like, are you happy no, with the product horrible.
0: that they're putting on the he's field not right good. now? No, no. Uh, it, Yeah, but let's be perfectly honest. Veach has, uh, has got himself some work to do on... Finding receivers that can catch the dang ball. Just <laughs> skill players
1: in general. He's oh, drafted brother. a great defense, great offensive line, but outside of Isaiah Pacheco, it's been swinging uh, a miss. Oh,
0: by the way, yeah, welcome to a salary cap league. While you have to do that too, mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got this gentleman by the name of uh, Jones, I think that is uh, sitting there wanting, uh, wanting to be paid. He's due, yeah. you know. He's oh, he's due. due but <laughs> then how do you then how do you approach it with wide receivers? Yeah.
1: You're already stretched thin as is.
0: Exactly. The Rossi issue, rise. Yeah, the issue
1: with their roster is like Patty's deal is one thing the when you have four guys that cap over twenty, and like I think Joe Thune, Juwan Taylor, Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey's probably close to twenty, it's seventeen or eighteen. It gets real, real tight. <laughs> and you've got to pay Lejarius Sneed, you know, Willie Gay. Nick Bolton, all the guys that you've drafted well, all these studs that have carried you to a top-five defense are going to need a payday eventually, and it's going to get real thin
0: real quick.
2: Where's what's that luxury tax at? What's uh, yeah, <laughs> good
0: question, actually. Uh, but the, the point there being, uh, yeah, welcome to a salary cap league. That's right, the NFL. Uh, oh, then, a, then again, wouldn't you rather be in that situation than the Broncos who may find themselves with $85 million of just Oof. dead space? That's a whole nother situation, and when he dropped that bomb
2: about no, they told me after the Chiefs game that I was gonna I was gonna need to lower that number. I couldn't believe that. I that Russell, good for you, good for you, buddy. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let him do that. I uh, liked it. You're
0: just saying that as a Chiefs fan. That's <laughs> yeah. why you're saying
2: that. I want to see it all come crumbling
0: down. Uh, as someone pointed out, that uh, yeah, under uh, the Bolin ownership, this wouldn't have happened, mm. and I laughed and I said, "You're right. Under the Bolin ownership, Russ Wilson never would have been signed. He, he, he's
2: not even there." Yeah. <laughs> oh my. We could anyway, do a whole another. Right. Yeah. That.
0: Right. Completely diverted here. But by the way, just want to mention, a little birdie told me today. Speaking of NFL and Chiefs. Chiefs-Chargers coming up this Sunday, 325, 2 o'clock for the coverage on K-Man. Then it's the playoffs on K-Man, according to this little birdie. Oh, wow. Wow! You're home for the NFL playoffs.
1: Wow! Plugging it everywhere. I love You're
0: dang right I (laughs) am, brother. (laughs) Hey, listen, that's always a big deal. Uh, I worked hard to get that in my previous job, so I know what it takes to get it, and... Yes, a little birdie told me that we are headed that direction. (laughs) Let's go. Right
2: on. Let's go. Right on.
0: So the NFL playoffs in two weeks, you got them right here. Yes. All right. We'll dig back to what you heard last night here on K-Man, the college football playoff semifinals. We'll touch on those and the rest of bowl season in a moment on the game. I think I am watching one of the most unexplainable videos I have ever seen in my life because of the amount of entitlement that goes into this person walking up to the ring camera on another person's porch and saying, yeah, well, uh, you've got one of two things you can do because I've been using your Wi-Fi. Now you put a password on it. So you got one of two things you can do. You can either give me the password or you take the password off. Then we'll be fine. <laughs> that ah! is that and, is and not how this an, works. And, and getting into an entire argument <laughs> over is. the belief that he should still have access to this person's Wi-Fi because once it leaves the four walls of the person's home, it's public property for sure. That's <laughs> that how is. that's how radio waves work, man.
2: Okay, <laughs> I love that kind of I love footage like
0: that. I.
2: I I I'm, I'm just I, yeah. I I'm I saw one where um a guy and his girlfriend were living in the basement of uh, a guy's grandpa's house and the grandpa was like you're not paying me for the internet, so he put a password on it and they tried to burn the house down.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> like, go to the library Dude. Just go um, hang out there all day. You're living in your grandfather's basement. Yeah. And man. you burn the house down. Hey, where shout are out. you going to live? <laughs> where did that where's the disconnect here? Listen. There is none.
2: We haven't thought it all through. And shout out to people living in their grandparents' basement. I don't want to hurt. You know, I don't hate on that. You know, that's fine. Ma, the meat. <laughs> I, I don't know what she's doing back there. Fantastic, Troy. Fantastic.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think of last night's two games? Fantastic,
1: boy. I tell you what. Ooh wee. I love football. That's uh, my takeaway. Yeah,
0: there, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You saw jokingly a few weekends ago when I posted on uh, Twitter the bag of popcorn I had. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm down to about a third of it.
1: Hey, man, lasted longer than I thought it was. Good. So,
0: yeah, well, I had- there's no way I could plow through that. I mean, come on,
1: if you didn't go to Orlando, <laughs>
0: I think it'd be gone. That's a <laughs> I'm saying you got to take that on the plane with you. Hat tip, hat tip to the folks that popped out <laughs> in haze. Uh, that bacon cheese. Mm, that, that's nice dumb. my my mother-in-law is a fan of dr pepper Ooh. they yeah they do a dr pepper one. Ooh, e- oh, candy coated popcorn yeah essentially what's doc- it called it's uh popped pop apostrophe t yeah oh they're expensive but they're good <laughs> they are yeah and and so uh when i was out there for basketball uh got the tins for the family they're all raving I mean, you know. Nice. Yeah. That's that's called that's called For the win. playing it well. Yes. i to
1: get the link to that after the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um That said, I did not watch. I need to sit down and watch the the late night game. Texas and Washington. Um I do find it hard to believe that Texas's front defensively was handled as well as what Washington did last night. Mm. That was a surprise to me.
1: And props to the, yeah, it was the game plan, I think, was a lot of it. They're moving the pocket around. They're trying to keep him out of Pennix's face. Because that's been the number one knock against Pennix. He's not super mobile. He's like, going right. to get away from somebody. So a disruptive defensive front, you're like, oh, boy, we're in trouble. Props to their OC. They moved the pocket around, and they made him look fantastic.
2: Yeah, Sweat was on the sideline. A couple times I saw riding the bike, trying to loosen up. They moved him around. And then, you know what's funny about that? A couple times, Michael Penn, he did get out of the pocket, and the guy's fast. <laughs> I, I, I I was shocked. I, oh, my God, look at this guy. He got out of the pocket, flushed a couple times. Um, I think one time he, he, he slid just before a first down, but he looked great. Washington looks great. They look
0: very good. I can't wait for this matchup. In many ways, they're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Michigan is in the game as expected. Everybody has expected Michigan to be in this spot all season long, unless they stumbled because of the various distractions that have taken place. This team has done a stellar job at putting all of that aside. Credit to Harbaugh, as much as we want to rail on him for this, that, and another thing. But they have been able to isolate, silo it down, and be able to play very outstanding football all season long. Yet they still had to come back late to even get that game tied yesterday because of the number of mistakes that took place, not just on their side of the ball. Alabama made mistakes, too. That was not a pretty game. That was a college football game, though, where there was a lot at stake. Mistakes, happen
1: agreed yeah and i don't want to take anything away from harbaugh and what michigan did because it was a great game plan a lot of people are saying that he outcoached saban in that game i you could debate that all night long the the last play call on fourth and goal for alabama horrible. i don't know horrible what we're doing
0: horrible well let's start with the fact that alabama has had trouble all season long on shotgun snaps between center and quarterback That starts it. And we saw it back-to-back, too. You are exactly right. And on fourth and goal from the three, why are you in the shotgun with that quarterback, Jalen Milrow? I mean, and that is not a dig, but you know it is a weakness. Well, let's see what Nick Saban said. Uh, I was proud of Riles, and I love Conradley. No, not that one.
2: (laughs) We called timeout because we had a bad look. We had a good look on the first one. Uh, they must have known it, but Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do was have a quarterback run, uh, which was kind of our two-point play, one of our two-point plays for this game, and the ball was on the three-yard line, which is just like a two-point play, So, but we didn't get it blocked, so it didn't work. We didn't execute it very well, and it didn't work, and they pressured, and we thought they would pressure, uh, but we thought we could gap them and block, block them. And, make it work
0: and it did. Let's be perfectly honest about something up front. This is not Alabama's best offensive line by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Even with everybody there, it wouldn't have been the best no. offensive
0: line. And if you have had trouble with your snaps throughout the course of the year, I'm not sure that lining up to run on 4th and goal from the 3 with your quarterback in the shotgun for a direct run, not an RPO, but a direct run. I don't think that that's a great call. No, pure power is exactly right, and they've been able to get by with that. But guess what? Michigan loves pure power as well, and they recognized it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're like, hey, you know what? That team does really well, and they practice against them doing it every day. You know, every day at practice, they're doing it, and we've ran it all year. I'm sure they won't see it coming. What are we – I just – Nick Saban, like Nick Saban's probably the best college coach of all time. I was like, what are we doing? That like, I was one of the few times where I've sat there and been like, I'm questioning Nick Saban currently because that is just not what national champions draw up on fourth and goal from the
2: three-yard line. Well, I've never seen a Nick Saban football team that last play they got destroyed up front. I have never seen that before. Uh, uh, with the, the the low snap, you just don't expect Alabama teams to continue to, to continue to make mistakes. Maybe they make one out of the blue, but they take care of it.
0: And then to just have the whole play get destroyed, I, I was shocked. How do you not have the depth that Alabama has had in the past and be able to make a change? If it's a problem that speaks to where Alabama is for the moment mm-hmm. because of their depth. They're not as deep. They have not recruited as well as they have on offensive line as they have in the past. And it showed yesterday and it showed throughout the course of the season. It's why they lost to Texas. Perfectly honest mm-hmm. because they got beat up front and because Milroe and Reese weren't on the same page offensively just yet.
2: Once again. You know, and it's it's funny. You think maybe the fire is dimmed a little bit in Nick Saban? I mean, after— I mean, the guy's already got the statue outside. He's got everything. I, I'll never forget, after that second national title, they were interviewing him, and he looked angry. And they were like, Nick, what's wrong? And he's like, this is all getting in the way of recruiting. On the podium, holding the national title trophy— Angry because he wanted to get back to recruiting. I think that guy, is that's long gone. And this guy is a little bit, the fires died a little bit.
0: But do you see him stepping down after that? No. 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 Even with expansion of the playoff field next year, even with the double transfer rule becoming a change, even with all of these things that are going on, does Nick Saban become a casualty? of the changing tide, no pun intended, in the game. No, he's a guy that's bet on himself his whole life and
2: he will say if there's someone who can turn it around and get us back to elite status, it's me. I know I can get this thing turned around, I'll do it. All these guys are built like that. Not one of them's going to go, I'll
1: step aside. No. Yeah. The guy like him, he's going in. And I, he might be a casualty of it because he's not going to walk away. No. I agree with you. He is going to fight tooth and nail until he can get to the top of that mountain unless someone kicks him off the side oh, of it before he gets to the top. Are we there. talking Dave Shula days?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> is that what's going to happen in Alabama? I don't think that it will go that far, but I <laughs> am thinking to myself, who's going to have the power? They didn't ever have the power it appeared, to eventually fire Bear Bryant, they did push him aside. Who has that power now at Alabama? The game has changed at the point, even in administration, where the coach has that power, not the athletic director. Greg Byrne doesn't have the power that an AD used to hold in that spot. In being able to tell a coach you're done, unless the boosters start pulling back money, that's That's, the only way that's going to flip. Agreed. That's
2: so sad that you get to the playoffs and you lose a game in overtime, and they're like, "Time to get rid of this guy." I don't know (laughs) if we're there yet. I mean, I don't think so either. It's just funny the The way the, the, the the way this thing
1: shakes out. They're like... Modern sports fans are mm. fickle. That's the best
0: way to put it. I made it to the playoffs. Modern sports fans are not just fickle. They're spoiled. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Also agreed. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just in general. Uh, again, it's that, it's that feeling that everything should just go our way.
1: It would be boring. I wouldn't be a fan.
0: Man, can you, can you imagine returning to the days when division winners in Major League Baseball... were strictly the ones in the playoffs. No. You had an East and a West, and they played for the World Series. Oh, no, let's go back to the days when, no, it was just the regular season and there was no ALCS or NLCS. You mean before TV got involved? (laughs) Oh, wait, that was college football. (laughs) That was college football. Mm. And we played bowl games at the end of the year just for the bragging rights. No more. And a mythical national championship. By the way, speaking of before TV got involved, or in this case, do you really want them involved and what does this mean? Did either of you pay any attention to the Arizona Bowl? I did not, sadly. No. The only reason I paid attention to it was because it was Craig Bull's final game at Wyoming. Oh, wow. oh okay. Okay.
2: Um, I'll hate him for the rest of my life, but yeah. And they came
0: back and they won by one. I still didn't win my bet. Mm. Darn. Um, For those who aren't aware, Bull was Kleiman's predecessor at North Dakota State.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, we, I I think we know him.
0: Yeah. He spoiled. And And the former Nebraska defensive coordinator under Frank Solich. Yeah. Who was a sacrificial lamb when the year before Solich got fired. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to put everything on on the defense. Well, the Arizona Bowl is probably going to be looking for a new sponsor, which is not a bad thing. You know who's the sponsor of the last two years? I
1: don't know if I want to know, truthfully.
0: Bar Stoop. Oh, sorry, Bar Stool. Bar Stool. <sighs> Miss, Mr. Bad Pizza. Wait, this was the Gronk Bowl, right? No, that's L.A. Oh, never mind. All right, never mind. How'd that go, by the way? <laughs> yeah, Barstool apparently is done after two years with it. Oof. The thing is, is my timeline wasn't littered with comments about the game itself on social media during the course of the game. No, it was how badly produced the whole thing was, and how badly announced the whole thing was. Because Mister Portnoy put himself in the in the chair Oof. as one of the analysts, and had Big Cat as one of the other analysts.
1: Wow, oh, boy! It's unfortunately the story for them a lot of the times. <laughs> I want to like them, I do, like because it's the dream. Like, imagine we could do that—just start our own. We'll just start our own company, sponsor a bowl game. I'd love to do that, but it's. Exactly the way you set it up, and we stop talking about the game, and we start talking about why this is wrong and why Portnoy put himself in this spot. And mm. this,
0: you could only watch it online. Mm. There are ESPN Plus broadcasts of Big Sky football games that do better than the 130,000 concurrent viewers that they had at any point during the course of that ball game. Ouch! Am I wrong? <laughs> Ouch! No.
1: We made the exact same face, each., <laughs> you know, I don't think
0: you saw it. We the did. <laughs> Remember, Barstool is no longer uh, in the betting game, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Because Penn Gaming, who had been their owner, uh, sidled up to ESPN, and now that's how you've got ESPN Bet. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Penn Gaming is Hollywood Casino. Oof. Uh, Portnoy <laughs> bought back barstool for one buck. <laughs> is After selling it for a million. Wow. To Penn.
2: Pretty good deal. You know they probably get more people watching that rough and rowdy uh, strongman competition. <laughs> they probably get more to watch that every weekend than the bowl game. That's so sad.
0: Major league slap fighting. Yeah. 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 That's sad, man. I mean, we, we mock these bowl games and the schedules that ESPN has them on. And yet we like it because it's entertainment and it's accessible it's for like us. right there. Exactly. If it's not accessible. It's a pain. Am I going to do it? Just not going to do it. Basically, yes. I've, if I've, it's not accessible, it's like a fart in the wind. Mm-hmm. I found
1: myself not watching as many Thursday night football games because I've got to figure out the Amazon Prime. So it took me like four weeks to watch a Thursday night football game <laughs> when they made the switch. <laughs> and I'm 25. I'm not bad with mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. I am. I am willing to like go through some stuff to watch some football games. It took me a while because I was like, man, I just would rather kick on the TV and just watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. But this is why cable companies are still. Cable companies. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Anyway, so the Arizona Bowl may not be long for the world. Whew.
2: Um, I had a, an interesting, I, I stared up at the TV and got kind of, um, an, uh, I, I don't know, this question was posed, I want to pose it to you guys. Does the committee deserve credit for how things played out?
0: There are a lot of people today that are arguing that Georgia should have been in. Still. They're still arguing that. I'm sorry they didn't win their conference championship.
1: Yeah, I I feel the same way. The thing the issue that I have is I don't think if you lose your conference title game the week before we decide this thing, you shouldn't probably get in, right? Unless like there's there's a very minute situation that happens. But that being said, if we're going to kick Florida State out because we want the best four teams Georgia was part of the best four teams, unfortunately. So your argument for keeping Florida State out means that Georgia should, should have been in the fourth spot. But
0: it all starts to contradict itself at the end it of the day. Is. Yeah, well, Welcome to the days of having a tournament. Listen,
2: yeah. and I, 1998, based on that for the rest of my life, if you lose your conference championship, I don't care if it's three minutes before you're done by it happened to k-state and forever it better happen to everybody else
1: yeah it see better I, I don't have an issue with that i do i feel so i feel twice as bad for florida state they're like hey by the way you're not getting in also kirby smarts lost two games in the last three years you got to play them in a bowl game have fun yeah, and, and, and
2: they were motivated.
0: Oh, yeah, that team
1: motivated. is highly motivated. Yeah,
0: Ooh. motivated against a team that was decimated because everybody got out. Ooh. Fed
1: them to the dogs. Ooh. Florida State did not deserve
0: that. Oh. Uh, I heard someone mention today. Maybe that's when you get the opportunity to opt out as a team. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. No doubt. I'd be okay. like, actually, we're the seventh seed. Yeah. Somebody else can play Yeah, right. Oh, Coming back, a uh, little quick preview of tonight's basketball game as the Cats get ready to take on Chicago State. Some question now over whether Quez will play. We'll talk about it in a moment on the game. I'll be back in time. Get back in time. K-State Online's Derek Young just retweeted, one of his counterparts, or his cohorts, I should say, Drew Galloway's tweet, Quest Glover is on crutches. Ooh,
1: that's not a
0: good sign. They had been pointing towards Glover being a part of the Wildcat effort tonight against Chicago State, coming back from a knee injury. But no, he is apparently sidelined still.
1: Yeah, that seems to be a drastic change to go from he might play to back onto crutches.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he retweaked it at practice. or Very likely. That's yeah. what I would guess. Yeah. That, that would be probably the best estimation of it. How much does this team miss him right now, honestly? between I mean, we can, we can talk until we're blue in the face about the Naquan Tomlin situation. But Quest Glover was also someone that they were building this team on this year at guard to give Tyler Perry a breather from having to be the, the guy all the time. And now we're going to be 13 games into the season and not have seen him once.
2: And on crutches. And on crutches. This, uh, as as much as you can say a team misses someone they haven't had, you know that, like you said, the game plans were built and crafted and molded with the idea that he was going to put up heavy minutes, and now he's not. We know that for sure for the foreseeable future. When you're on crutches, I mean, it's –
0: Saturday will be the next chance. All right? It's Tuesday now. Saturday is the next chance, and it's a late-day game on Saturday. It's a 5 o'clock tip-off Saturday afternoon, evening, however you want to look at it. So I have seen stranger things happen. Mm -hmm. I have seen treatment work wonders, but... Yeah, that is not a uh, not a good outcome for the moment. Call up Aaron Rodgers and his doctor,
2: <laughs> get him some ayahuasca. Get him a sweat lodge and let's just get him a, let's just go.
1: Let's go. Get him go. a 36-hour a retreat in a dark room. Yeah.
0: What um, the
2: heck, man? Yeah. Um, What's going on <laughs> with that? I,
0: I, I personally think we shall avoid all of those, all right? Thank you very ah, much.
1: Probably should avoid talking about hey, them,
0: it's you know. not on uh, the list of so. banned substances. I, I hear Aaron had another day on uh, a McAfee show today, and I don't even want to know. Oh, no. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Social media was lit up once again on it, and I'm like, I didn't even read into it. I don't. No, you I know mean, Aaron's just becoming Brett Favre. Oh. I, you know what I mean? Right, right like... up until the point that he starts stealing money from welfare. <laughs> all
2: right,
0: <laughs> sue me, Brett.
2: Yeah, you can't. <laughs> hey, you can try. <laughs> it's
1: a fact of the matter, sir. It's not defamation. It is a true <laughs> fact.
2: Uh, yep. It just it just stinks. Like he outwars welcome. He was all over the news and putting himself in the news and then aaron Rodgers seemed like such a sympathetic figure and now that's all this guy wants he wants the spotlight he wants to to be the guy everyone's talking about and
1: well he is yeah i saw nick wright talking about it the other day and i was like man that's a really good way of looking at it because he just talks about how disingenuous he's become because he's so like why are we all talking about my vaccination set why are we talking about this i'm like you're the one talking you. about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. You. Kirk yeah. Cousins
1: isn't vaccinated. We haven't mentioned it in a year and a half. <laughs> but you're on the McAfee Show talking about it every All week. the time.
2: To- every five seconds
1: he's, he's like, talking about he's it. He's like, uh, why? <laughs> I, <laughs> dude, I can't. <laughs> Are you running for office or something? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, he yeah,
0: is. No, is yeah, Mark man. Cuban
1: running for office? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know, it's just the business moves he's making. thats The what I'm
2: cubes. Seeing. Yeah, he gets off a of
0: Shark Tank. Now he's still in the, the Mavericks. Mavericks. You, you bear in mind, what that deal is, is that he's preparing for a new arena. mmm. And that money is to help build new arena slash casino slash entertainment area around the arena. He is rad. a rad. He is a businessman. That's awesome. He <laughs> is a businessman, no doubt about it. It's gonna be an experience. Oh, that said. All right, let's let's throw it to the wolves here, Dave G, to throw it uh, throw a question or two at us here quickly.
2: Well, well, well. We've uh, recently, of course, we had the holiday seasons starting up. And we had, I saw some uh, some food sins that I I thought I'd never I'd never see again. Uh, have you recently seen a friend or family member commit a food sin? A food sin. Uh huh. Well, my my aunt Alicia, she takes Dorothy Lynch salad dressing. Oh God! And she put like she takes her homemade enchiladas. My grandma and my mom make homemade enchiladas, and she'll dip that in. Uh, Dorothy Lynch and eat it. And I was like, get away from
1: me. Yeah, I think a sin is the right way to put that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's awful. But then I heard someone called me on K Rock this morning and said that there was a place in Junction City Pinatas that used to sell it was with a burrito is either hot, mild, or salad dressing on your burrito. And the salad dressing, Dorothy
0: Lynch. That is such a Nebraska thing. <laughs> it's gotta <laughs> I mean, yeah, be come on. It's man. the only thing that explains it's it. It's gross. Yeah, uh no. They no. No sins? You didn't see any sins here? I did not see any. I will not say if I committed any. I'll leave that for others to judge. Don't judge me. Don't judge me! All right, K-State basketball on the way in just a few. The Cats to match up with Chicago State. We send you out to the coverage after a quick break. We're back tomorrow to talk more nonsense on the game.